they're more interested in what's possible Mm -hmm. than in staying in the density of humanity. Hello and welcome to The Real Raw You. I'm Jenneth Blacker. And I'm Jonda Watson, and we talk about all things oneness, sex, and relationships. As well as meditation, wellness, and awakening with a flare of fun. All to help you become the real raw you. Subscribe and listen weekly to this juicy, orgasmic experience. Today, we are going to talk about human superpowers and multidimensional DNA. So welcome, everyone. (laughs) Our guest today is Jennifer Huff. She is the president of The Wide Awakening and the founder of the largest integrative nutrition practice in Canada. She founded the first mentorship program for complementary entrepreneurs over two decades ago, and she is an expert in practical applied physics. Wow. Her passion is to make physics practical after working with mystics, scientists, and shamans from eight different countries to free herself of her own struggle with chronic fatigue and self-sabotage. Jennifer has been on international stages, radio, television, and podcasts, and is the author and co-author of countless books. Welcome to the Real Raw You podcast, Jennifer. We are so happy to have you here. A lot of people are waking up and they're being called forth, but they still feel like they lack the ability to go direct with their own innate wisdom. So can you talk about what it means to go direct? Going direct is really about allowing yourself to bring through, let's say the 97% of you that's actually non-physical. You know, we run around thinking that we're three-dimensional beings, and I'm sure everyone that's listening right now has this idea that we're spiritual beings having a physical experience. Well, I would take it a few steps further than that. Well, in reality, we are not so much spiritual beings, scientifically speaking. We're actually metaphysical beings, mostly, 97% actually non-physical particles. So we're waveforms and quarks and all sorts of crazy stuff. In fact, even the life force that keeps us alive is a toroidal field, right? And a toroidal field is a self-perpetuating energy machine. And I remember when I was little wondering, gosh, what even is alive? Like, why is this meat suit actually able to speak and have like character and personality and Like, how am I even here? I don't understand. I don't understand how this works. And uh, finally, I ended up in high school in a, uh, in a room with my physics teacher who happened to be from Africa. Thank goodness. I was always someone who, who was asking deeper questions. Let's dive deeper. I know that you work with a certain type of person and they are often very misfit in this reality. They're like, possibly seeking to be more normal, but they know that they are really out there. Can you talk a little bit about those of us that are these star seeds with these superpowers of multidimensional DNA, and yet we are still uh, struggling? The people that I work with are, are people that know that there's something more to life. We know it. It's like, it's just, it's just this strange feeling like your heart is calling you to more and you're not being fully utilized. Like all that is possible for your life has not yet been fully expressed, you know? 
I wake up in the morning, I ask myself, what is the most fulfilling thing that I can do with my life that would cause the greatest utilization of my superpowers, that would give me the deepest meaning, that would end in the yummiest contribution to humanity that would also make my heart sing. Because that. <laughs> it's kind of where that they can be used more by life. And you in these times of great change in this crazy ass time, it's like, you know, something else is possible for humanity. You can feel the division, right? <laughs> Finger number two, feel the division. You are committed that there's an answer. You might not know all of them, but you know that there's an answer that everyone might go along with. And wow, do you ever look forward to that answer unfolding in this world, right? You want to be a part of that world. And it doesn't have to be that you're woo-woo or tree-huggy or crunchy granola or way out there or anything like that. It's just that you're not really interested in the divisive conversations. You're not interested in uh, arguing for your point of view or in conversations based on righteousness. You're actually interested in creating what it is that's been asked for or over the time that we've been so deeply divided division, like the polarity that we have in the world right now, that's so obvious. So in the field, there's no time and space. So instantaneously, the solution is created. If there's a problem, there's a solution or hundreds of them instantaneously. So in this divided time, all of us that are agents of awakening, we can already feel that something else is possible. We might not know what it is, but that's what we're interested in. It's like, we're looking for it. We're, it's like, we're vigilant. We're sniffing. It's like, where is it? I know I'm supposed to do something. I'm a piece of this puzzle. What is it? And nature lives in that constantly evolving state of creating upon itself in harmony. And so when the reason why we love nature is because it's immersing yourself in nature is like an activation in a homeopathic remedy. It's like, it's breathing out the air of harmony. So we're breathing in the air of our own nature. We're made of the atoms of dead trees and dead animals and the dirt and what the worm castings are and all that kind of stuff, which is just munched up nature, right? <laughs> so we're, we're not above or outside of nature. We're of nature. And when we go into her, we're reminded of our fluid, expansive, delicious nature. So these are characteristics of symbiotic living. Yeah. It's, it's re it's, it's expansive though. It's like, we want to create, we love creating mm -hmm. and we love, <laughs> this is a dichotomy. Like kind of think about this symbiotic is a word, but we also want to maintain our sovereignty. So there's this weird thing. Mm -hmm. It's I used to call these people that could see another way. I remember being three years old talking to my dog and I didn't notice anyone else talking to their dog. You know, I remember trying to fly off my bed and I'm like, does anyone else do this stuff? <laughs> right? And then I remember eventually all that kind of intuitive stuff to shut down because I noticed nobody else was feeling what I was feeling, but I always felt on the outside or really not deeply understood, but then there was a benefit to that, right? the benefit is 
that you, when you realize that nobody can give you your answers or like the people around you are a little bit cray cray. Um, what happens is you go searching your own, for your own path, your own, you, you're, even if you don't know it, your own greater wisdom is speaking to you. That's how you made it through all that stuff. And all of a sudden you become this sovereign, amazing being that navigates the world in your own way. And you look around you and you're like, I don't see a lot of that go like, no, why? How I, I don't know. I think fitting in is, I don't know if I can, I don't know if I want to do it anymore. At some point I didn't even want to belong to the not belonging club. (laughs) Uh Especially that club. (laughs) And then you realize that you don't want to be in anyone's club. So then I, I thought to myself, well, it's more like the heaven on earth construction crew. It's like, we can do it. I don't know what I'm doing, but man, I want to be shown and I want to be able to go direct. This is the question you asked, Jonda, about going direct with consciousness. I want to be able to live above the fray and the noise of the earth so I can just go direct with consciousness so I can hear what's next and what's next and what's next so that I can, I can answer the call of the third entity of what's possible for humanity. I don't want to keep responding to the polarity and everyone's righteousness down here. I just want to create what's next. And in fact, I would love it if everyone else benefits from it. Even the people that are arguing right now, I want them to come along for that ride. So the heaven on earth construction crew doesn't need each other, but they sure recognize each other, right? Those are the agents of awakening. They're the ones that know that something else is possible. And it's like, don't want to listen to the news. Don't want to do any of that stuff. I just want to get on with building what I, what I know is possible for this planet in every way. Yeah. <laughs> I, I love this conversation. There was a, a show many years ago called as good as it gets. Mm. And I've never believed that this is as good as it gets. Like <laughs> there's always more possible. See what I'm saying. It's, mm-hmm. and I think so many of us feel that way but there's actually no place for us to go. You know, like, where do we go? That we know that it could be better, but because so many in society are interested in arguing the polarities. I'm often in this place of, is this all there is? You know, it's like, okay, well, no. (laughs) It's like, you know, it it is very much about creating your own very different reality. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. And each of us. So one of the things that that's a little bit cuckoo about one of my superpowers, when I got really sick and ended up with migraines and depression and exposed myself to some serious toxins, blah, blah. I don't know why I knew that I could heal. I had no idea how to do it. I knew it was a massive wake up call. And I thought to myself, why is this happening to me, I know now retroactively that, that I would not be catalyzed to do this work now, to take all of the experience I've had with all of those, you know, scientists and, and, and mystics and all the shaman I've worked with all over the world. I wouldn't even have been interested in what they do had I had some kind of illness that a doctor could address. I had to figure out who we are and why we're here, who I was and why I was here, why I still am here. I realize now that of course it all happened for me. I think that's another characteristic of the people I'm talking about. It's 
it's as though there's this feeling that, that given everything that's happened in the polarity of recent years, we want to be creating the world using what we've been through in our lives as a catalyst. We want to be contributing to what, what the evolution is. Let's talk about following those dots. Yeah. We still have these nudges or these urges or that feeling that there's so much more than this. Mm-hmm. Um, what is it that offers the fulfillment and what are some of the pragmatic steps that we can take to bring that out so we can play our music? Lots of things. One of the main things is that because we've been in this state of finding my own way, and even the cultures in first world countries are all about like remaining independent. One of the things that's truly crucial, community that understands your wiring, Mm -hmm. that all of everything we're talking about right now, it's part of the evolution of humanity. It's this independence disease that's become a part of our society and part of our makeup that somehow we get to prove ourselves. And the only way to prove yourself or to show your dad that you're good enough or to be lovable enough. Mm -hmm. However, we need to step out of independence disease because at this point, I don't know, do you guys feel this, this feeling of like, we need to come together. Like you're so more than ever. Right. Exactly my point. So, so the first step is find your people, find your peeps, find your tribe, find your community, find the ones that, you know, which is why I'm so adamant about speaking about this particular tribe that I love so much that are, that are like, yeah, I'm so tired. I don't want to argue sides anymore. I'm ready. Like I want to embody everything. So community is essential for times of great change because basically people that are being called by their heart, regardless of how you're being called, it's people who know that their life is more. So that's why community, because it's an unusual way to live, Mm -hmm. right? So when we're surrounded by community, you're reminded that you mean, I get this told to me, I was talking to one of our clients who just came out of a retreat for thriving operating system. And she goes, I just want to hang out with those people all the time. And I said, I know. Right. And she said, it's the people. Right. And I said, no, it's not the people. It's the trajectory of their lives. They're more interested in what's possible Mm -hmm. than in staying in the density of humanity. And there are lots of people like that. The problem is that's not what you see in the news. It's not what you see in society. It's not in the magazines. It's not in the, it's not in the regular fray of things. So, um, which is why we created that community, but it's, don't you guys get that? Don't yeah. you, I mean, I, so I, you know, it's, yeah. it's, I think that that's interesting that you put those two together because I yeah. would have thought that it was a space of, you know, no right or wrong and no fighting, you know, no righteousness, less righteousness. Yes. Right. Yeah. Um, that's what I would have thought that it would have been. And, but actually, yeah, they're looking to create life yes, that's instead it. of destroy or just wait around until they die. Right. I mean, I, 
you know, maybe we should speak to those people that, you know, feel like they desire that, but they feel like they're just waiting around to die a little bit. Right. Well, we, we actually stuck. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I can think of two people. This is really interesting. One's one's a gentleman who I have kind of become, you know, quite an affinity for like, I just really like him. His wife had been doing our work and she had gently been speaking to him and he was really struggling with some stuff in his business. It's he and his wife that run this business. And I won't give too much away because, because I, I want to make sure they, you know, I maintain privacy. They're not the only ones that this story exists. So we can Mm -hmm. lump them in. But (laughs) even this morning, having that conversation where I, I said to him, because how I see is holographically, I see all the way into the future of someone's lineage going forward and see their incongruencies. And I also see all the way back into people's history and what's what are the choices they've made to take themselves off their most fulfilling path that would cause the juiciest life that we just talked about, all those questions. Mm-hmm. I literally have radar for that. So when we were talking he's getting really frustrated sometimes with talking with his clients because um, I said, I can just, I feel you. Can I reflect back to you what I see? I think I'm exaggerating this. And I said, I feel like you'd like just not to be bothered by your clients. You'd like to just sell your amazing product, do your gig, like so many, get through this life, fly under the radar, and um, have enough money to retire and then just do the RV thing across the country and maybe travel a little bit and then die. And then that would be good for you. And he goes, that's not an exaggeration. That's exactly how I think. (laughs) I thought, okay, then. And then, you know, everyone starts a different place. Thriving is not, you could be in, and I also have clients who are billionaires. So you could be a billionaire and I promise you just as many problems, promise just as many problems. In fact, sometimes the problems are bigger because there's more zeros. So it, it will seem like as big a problem. I promise you. So, so one of, one of the things that I said was like, so you're okay with surviving and he said, well, I didn't even know something else was available, Jenneth and Jonda. Like, do you realize that we're three J's, by the way? Like, how cool is that? Cool. I'm just saying. So that's just fun. Um, <laughs> but anyways, so the thing is that I said, what if you actually got to know your clients more and you asked them these, I gave him five questions to ask his clients to start to feel connection. Mm. He goes, well, I actually might even like them. I might even, I said, fall in love with them. And he said, oh, oh. (laughs) (laughs) And I thought, but here, see, that's a perfect example of you don't have to be Gandhi to thrive. Do you know how much that's going to change his life by actually feeling connected to someone who has an equal passion for the thing that he sells? Like massive massive passion. If I, if I told you about the business, you, you would get it, but I, I'm not going to just so, just so I keep his privacy and anonymity, but it's amazing. 
So, so by the time he left, he was so excited to get off the phone because instead of being annoyed by his clients, he would now he's going into curiosity and one. So here's a second tip, by the way, which is, this is like the beginning. This is like an activation of what's possible instead of being controlling to try to get your life to fit a certain way, be curious And instead of looking at your life like a mission to be accomplished, think of it like an adventure to unfold. So imagine that you're curious on the adventure. That's an entirely different way of living your life. It's a thriving way of living your life. And then there's a bunch of skill sets and tools and a bunch of ways of being to embody to fully live in overflow, which, you know, he's going to start to get on that track. And then I was thinking of uh, someone else who her, she's great. She has a house. She's great. She's even in flight school, which is our most advanced program. But one of the first, well, okay, I'm going to give away the very, like, this is how the journey starts in flight school. The very first question. Okay. It's okay, you guys, I'm just telling, I'm warning you when you start asking this question, the earth starts to move. So you guys ready? Yep. Okay. Breathe for a second. Cause it seriously is a big one. It could even take you out from the interview. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. To what degree, what percentage do you think that you are really fully choosing to be here, choosing to be on the planet fully as a human Letting your spirit live fully through your body without like hedging your bets. I'm only going to be here if, you know, my soul family is around me. I'm only going to be here if whatever political condition, I'm only going to be here if this knee pain will go away, whatever it is. Like, just think about it and Mm -hmm. think about all the times where you started to not choose to be here. Yeah, I think it fluctuates a lot. Mm -hmm. I mean, I will have days where I'm like all in and then I'll have days that I'm like 20% in. Right. Yeah. So here's the deal. To the degree that you understand the skills to thrive. So most people choose to be here conditional on how much they're thriving. If I feel Mm -hmm. like I'm living in overflow, I choose to be here. If I don't, feel like I'm living in overflow. And if something is hard, it's like, ugh, I just want to lie under my covers. But when you embody the operating system, you never don't want to be here. And what happens when you never don't want to be here goes back to John does original statement about your superpowers is you. So imagine that the 97% of you is hearing you, oh, you're all in. Like metaphysically, you're acting like you're all in. All of a sudden what happens is the multidimensional DNA or the, 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 the codes, the instruction manual for how to experience colors more brightly, how to taste food more deeply, how to feel the energy of the trees around you, how to know exactly what to do in every moment or not do, how to stop pushing and just start flowing. All of those things are skills of thriving, which 
if you want to survive really well, you can learn how to do them. But if you want to thrive, you'll actually embody them. They'll just become a part of you. And mm -hmm. so imagine that that's possible. And as soon as you, so, so it starts with diving into that question, which the more you dive into it, I'm telling you, we're halfway through this year's flight school. And I can tell you right now, people are discovering still, holy crap, I didn't know I didn't fully chose to be here in this area. Mm -hmm. And this woman is in that place. She, she's in that place. She's like, I thought I was fully here, but actually what I'm doing is just coasting. I'm surviving yeah. really well, but I'm coasting. And now she's watching everyone around her and she's watching me. And she said, you know what, since when, since when do I have to stop being a creator? Like, since when do I stop contributing? Like, it's like I'm lying down to life, you know, instead of letting myself be dreamed by life. And so, or dreamt by life, again, English may not be my first language, not sure. So, um, <laughs> but, that's, but that's, that's it. She wasn't, your question was great, Jenneth, because sometimes people don't even know to ask. They don't even know something else is possible. Right. Right. And gosh, if I, I could tell you a million stories of what happens when you actually fully choose to be here, you know, from, I mean, I have had so many miracles happen. It's like even just a year where I was six times, I was upgraded to first class on airplanes when you're not supposed to be able to do that, like for zero. Mm -hmm. And every single one of them was completely miraculous. Um, and that, and, and miracles just become normals at that point. And I, um, it, it really is, po anyone can do it. That, I mean, when I was going through the depths of my blech, yuckiness, um, I really gave up hope. I mean, it was, it was like, forget it. Just, mm -hmm. I'm happy. I understand why people want to survive. That's exactly where I was. And, um, it catalyzed me to the end, right? I know I learned about physics and then I realized there's always an answer. And I'm like, well, then I want to line up with the answer. Damn it. So, so, um, and that's when I went and studied with all those other people. Yeah. yeah. It, it's interesting. One time I had a speaker and one of the big ahas that I got from that call, and I will never forget it because it like threw me on the floor. He said, and he had to explain it, but he uh -huh. said at the time, uh, you would not be thirsty if there was no water. And he kind of, you know, told me, you know, every problem, it wouldn't exist here on planet earth if there wasn't some sort of solution. And it, it was sort of that same concept of, oh, okay, it's just, you know, peg and hole, right? Um, which, uh, you know, it's not, I don't know, you know, it's, it's not chick, always it's a, that easy. It's a but... chicken or egg thing too, right? Yeah. So I was talking, I hope she doesn't mind me sharing this story. I'm talking to another beautiful human today. And just to give you an idea, in this case, you know, uh, she, um, she goes all over the world and finds crystals to crystals and precious, semi-precious stones. And that she, 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 does seminars about them and sells them. Yes. And she's amazing. Mm -hmm. So she went down to Peru 
and uh, she's gone down there to South America many, many times. And uh, she had this extraordinary experience, which I'll again, keep that private so that, <laughs> um, but an extraordinary experience where she was shown all that was possible by mm -hmm. the shaman. And um, she still came and came back and it's like, no, you know, I'm good. Just keeping going the way I am. And you, it is okay. But is it true, right? It, but I but, think people can say that and it's really true right? for them. And yes. then you get, and then you who have the energy truth lie detector on, you go, <laughs> I'm going to call you on that. Well, so here's what happened, which is right along those lines. I said, I don't know. And I'm not going to know for you because then I would be being your guru and I'm, you should become your own guru. I'm not your yeah. guru. Sure. So this is not about anyone else being your guru or giving your power away, but I'm going to ask you a question. If you could teach people what you've learned from all of your trips to South America and actually show them what you know, what would that do to your heart, your soul, your cells, your everything? She goes, oh my God, just you talking about it makes me come alive. It's like, I can't even stand how energized I get. And I said, mm -hmm. uh-huh. So here's the thing. And this is a different way of saying what you said earlier about that teacher you were talking about. This is the way I see it in the hologram that you are an answer to another one's asking that literally your path, your path, your reason, you guys' reason for doing this podcast is entirely, entirely 100% an answer to people's asking and not like you surveyed and you did marketing and all that kind of stuff. It could be that you just had the inspiration. I want to do this. And you never even did any kind of survey of anyone. And you just started it. And all of a sudden people started showing up. Metaphysically speaking, she is an answer. Oh, I'm telling you right now, she's an answer to my asking. I, I wanted mm -hmm. to ask her all sorts of questions about the crystals and the stones she was using. And like, what does she see for me and all that kind of stuff, right? <laughs> like I was, I was into, I'm like, I'm just like, hook me up with her. <laughs> right. You have me as a low. I will, you I will. You can interview her too. She's awesome. Yes. So yeah, she's amazing. See? So we just, yeah. and do you want to talk a little bit about the puzzle pieces? Like, you know, or, I mean, you're kind of leading into it, but I think it's a little more dynamic than this. Right. So the piece of the puzzle of heaven, oh boy. Okay. Let's, let's hold hands and just breathe together for a second. Cause I'm going to go down <laughs> a wormhole. <laughs> you asked, you asked the, the dangerous question, Janet. So, so Imagine that before you got here, before your spirit, soul, essence poured through a physical body, that the future potential of that expression, that essence came from hundreds of our, hundreds or thousands of other lifetimes and other bodies and other civilizations and other places. And you develop skills and personality, uh, personality, stuff and, you know, different propensities, natural states where you just seem to be able to do that thing. You know, some people are great dancers, other people, not so much. Some people are great at math, other people, not so much. You just develop propensities over time. Mm -hmm. And then your essence was excited to come back because this 
this planet, this civilization is an extraordinary place to play because it's so beautiful and it's filled with so many resources and it catalyzes so many ideas and so much co-creativity because of all the contrast from your greater wisdom's point of view, there's nothing else like it. So you get super excited and there's a trajectory based on, so there's a trajectory based on the direction of civilization currently. It's a confluence. So imagine civilization is headed a certain way. So it needs a certain group of people that the mother earth is headed a certain sort of way that the confluence of, uh, let's say economics are headed a certain way that, um, religions head in a certain way, spiritualities headed a certain way and the confluence then becomes the asking itself for what's needed. It becomes the confluence becomes the, the asking of um, our collective consciousness for specifically you. Mm-hmm. That in an instant, a star system could have been born, a lightning storm could have been born, another species of dolphin could have been born, another planet, another solar system. But in that instant, if there was such thing as time and space and the rest of you know, all that is, but in an instant, Consciousness thought you were a good idea to pour through this body in an instant, just in a flash as a piece of the puzzle of expanding heaven on earth based on the confluence of the huge, even the direction of the cosmos. Mm -hmm. And in that instant, you were born knowing full well, the likely trajectories of what's going to happen on this planet, in this civilization, in the cosmos, et cetera. And that you were going to be a piece of the puzzle of that expanding heaven on earth. You were, you literally, your birth, based on all of the directions that that set of skills and personality and all those things, that the directions that would most fulfill you cause the greatest degree of meaning, give you the most lighting up when you get up in the morning, the trajectory of those that keep going like this to you are what you were born for. So when you guys are asking, okay, so like, here you are, you're born, And, uh, you know, are people really, you know, do they really want to survive? Do they really want to just fly under the radar and get out the other side in one piece? No, of course they don't. Their entire existence was excited to be here. And if they let, it's just a matter of letting yourself know that, right? Just let yourself know that that's why your essence decided, even the body you're in, you know, that I'm five foot 10, have curly hair was born into Canada, had the parents I had, you guys are the same. Mm-hmm. How tall you are, what sexual orientation you are, like the whole thing is part of the piece of the puzzle of heaven on earth that would catalyze the greatest expression of you. So, so we're always, you know, the ship's always coming in. The universe loves us so much that the ship, ship never stops coming in. So it's not like you can miss your ship. You can't, it'll keep coming in. But at the same time, you have to be willing to stop facing the city and look towards the ocean. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Well, and I think that that's the awakening of possibilities, right? Right. Is when we know that there is more possible and like really are directed directed in that energy, so to speak, then that is the time 
that that ship starts to come in it's it's like you know you you know you're ready for something else yeah yeah and and really you know that's that's why community is so important because if you're gonna be you know we (laughs) we say when someone's an agent of awakening they're they're like this bridge building co-creating tree shaking light warrior and and uh, I know my general manager Jeannie always says they're like badass love beams, you know. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh. I love I love that I love that languaging because um, even if they don't know yet that they're a badass love beam, if you really ask the people around you, they probably think you're pretty amazing. So um, so mm. and. And it is so refreshing to, you know, it's so refreshing to be around you guys because I know that you guys are even like that. You're, you're you're like relentless champions for what's possible. So, well, that's why we wanted to play with each other, right? (laughs) Because you weren't available to play each week. (laughs) (laughs) That's so great. (laughs) But, you know, anytime you want to call, I'm here. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, right. I think that might happen more. <laughs> awesome. I, I, I noticed um, after COVID, there's this collective kind of cloud. Yeah. And I'm very clear that it's, you know, I'm, it's sort of interesting. I saw a man who was kind of slumped over and looked really depressed um, when I was driving home. And I didn't used to notice that as much. Yeah. And it just started to have this unraveling effect within me where my heart goes, I'm so grateful. I'm so lucky to have yet there's this world of suffering. So as empathic as we are, those agents of change, how do we, how is the best way that, you know, to like stay light and well, let's, keep the, the juicy orgasmic living when the rest of the world seem to be suffering so dynamically. Well, there's, there's two things. And actually, I'm just going to write it down because this is one of those things where I'll get so present to it, I'll forget both of them. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> but one, let's start with the word empathic. Mm-hmm. So, so if we all can breathe again, including everyone that's listening right now, the thing... <laughs> about I almost couldn't breathe (laughs) I know it's interesting because the word empathic um some people might say oh empathic is like compassionate and I would say to them actually they're completely different words Mm -hmm. in fact what we want to do is embody the idea of compassion meaning Mm -hmm. we can understand how they might feel but we don't take on their feelings, which is empathy. Mm -hmm. If we want to continue to give from our overflow, the first thing is you need community, okay? It is essential of people that see you when you don't see yourself, not one person, community, okay? Because we need to be reminded about who we are when we forget. That's your best, those Mm -hmm. are your best friends. The second thing is, you, one must have, um, one must have a process to 
activate the truth of how we're meant to operate, which is, as I said before, like nature, we, we, we were meant to operate in overflow again, having a, I just happened to have a lot of clients this morning, but one of my clients was, um, talking about, she has an, she has a, an autoimmune thing that's happening to her. That's been happening since she was young. And, um, in her autoimmune thing, she keeps thinking in terms of, okay, when I get the symptoms, I put on a headset uh, that cancels out noise and listen to, I'm going to make it up and say binaural beats or something, you know, listen to some kind of really great music that inspires mm -hmm. her. And, um, I said, do you understand that that's still survival? That's not living from overflow. And right. she said, how so? And I said, to live in overflow, you'd want to be listening. Why wouldn't you be listening to that music all day long? Really? Why, why would you, why would you stop? Why would you ever stop? Mm -hmm. Right. Until you got to a place where you embodied the music, you, you became the embodiment of the codes in those tones. Mm -hmm. And then you would be overflowing with those tones. You just would walk around as an in an embodied state of say it was binaural beats called, um, I don't know, abundance. And you would just embody abundance. Then you wouldn't have to listen to them binaural beats. Like, does that interest you? And she said, yes. And I said, well, there's a way of doing that. But I mean, that's why she's in the program she's in, right? So, so it's teaching her how to embody what she's listening to instead of surviving really well, which is I know what to do when I feel like crap. Yeah, That's surviving really well. If you know right. what to do when you feel like crap, that's surviving great. And there's still reasons to choose that because we're not totally enlightened and awakened. And the closer, we, so, so one of the ways, cause your original question was, how do we be, how do we build bridges to the tomorrow that we can feel is possible? <laughs> well, how you do it is you keep embodying, embodying the next level of, you know, you get out of, you get out of survive, you start to activate and understand even in this conversation probably maybe, I don't know, I don't want to be so arrogant as to say, but you might be starting to think, Hey, then what is thriving? Like, it sounds like a different way of being than just treating when I feel bad or knowing who to go to and what energy worker or what therapist to go to when I'm not quite right or whatever. What if you could actually get to a state where it's so fluid that all of those people, A, would come to you if anything happened, it would just, you know, it's a whole different way of being. So as you upgrade to that system, so that would be my second thing is one is community without question. The second is if you really want to be that badass love beam, you know, that bridge builder to a different kind of humanity, they're absolutely, in a, and actually you're right to say that, Jenith, because I say it to my class all the time. Listen, we've all done a lot of work. Most of us in many areas of our life are surviving better. Like we're doing a really great job of living, mm -hmm. which is surviving better. And then there's still this thing that tickles us like, yeah. And I feel like there's a level of flow that I don't even, I can feel it. I can feel that I can feel more fulfilled. We're back to that conversation. You see what I right, mean? Right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Love like, that. there's nothing wrong where you are because there will always be more. 
But when you shift operating system, it's like going from a, from a PC to uh, an Apple or from a, you know, whatever to a, from a flip phone to a, to a, you know, to an iPhone, you know, right. That kind of thing. It's, it's, it's a totally different world. Yeah. You know, it's a, I know that you say something like, you know, when you know that you're not really doing it your way or being yourself, yes. that you say something like, um, you need to choose everything for you so that you don't end up choosing somebody else's. So, Okay. Let's see <laughs> you know, I and I know friend. that that was kind of like, you know, I just want to take it a little bit deeper and I love how you put that. I was, I was trying to look up the exact quote, but it's something like that, but it's yeah. like, you need to choose your everything so that you don't, you know, just operate on these other people's paradigms. Well, it's kind of like the book, um, are you my mother? Right. It's like this little, I can't remember. I think it's a little chick that runs around and looks at the dog and goes, are you my mother? And then looks at the cat and goes, are you my mother? And then looks at the turkey and says, oh, you're my mother. And I think it finally finds a duck. I can't remember exactly, but we, we run around going, do you have my answer? Do you have my Mm -hmm. answer? Do you have my answer? Do you have my answer? So there are only three reasons why information from another person is being presented to you. One of them is because it's giving you clarity. It feels constrictive. It feels like, like you're withdrawing or constriction. And that means that that's not your answer. It doesn't matter how great their life looks. It's not your answer. So it's giving you contrast to be able to get more clarity and to know what it is that you're not to do. The next one is it's super inspiring and it's like, oh my God, that totally resonates with me. I don't like all 10 steps, but the first seven are awesome, right? And I'm doing that. So there's like a resonance, like a tuning fork. And the third reason, I love this one, my favorite one, um, because, because it's probably, you know, I think I got this about four years ago or five years ago and I'm like, oh, I love that. So you know how sometimes a pattern repeat it repeats and you're so friggin' annoyed because it's like, why is that stupid pattern coming up again? Haven't I taken enough corsets? Help a sister out. I don't want to take another course. Make it stop. And what happens is you, you have this thing happen and you're annoyed and your eye is twitching And I just, it just came through one day. No, 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 no. If you really look, oh, I love it. I can already feel people are going to have a shift from this. The reason it came up again is for you to stop and look at how far you've come in your response to it. Look at how far you've come. Look at how it didn't take you out this time. Look at how you've evolved. Look at how you upgraded. Sometimes, because sometimes we take for granted or we think we haven't come far enough, but it is so important to actually slow down and look at that thing coming up again. And if you just ask yourself those three questions, so that's one way of dancing with it all, right? Mm -hmm. If you, if you can see it through the filter of those three questions, it's like, oh, okay. This person's either telling me where I'm not going or inspiring me 
more about where I'm going or this situation. And, or it's just validating. It's, it's asking me to look back and go, Oh, look at how far I've come. Jeez. I'm amazing. Look at that. I did. I did. I, I've done it. I actually am not responding like I used to, to the same situation. So I think it's really important to acknowledge and celebrate, right? Notice those things and acknowledge them and celebrate them. Yeah. And really, because I, I think acknowledgement is truly the key to embodying those frequencies. Yeah. Oh. You have to go, I did it. And yeah. then you get it. Yeah. And, <laughs> and then you've had the upgrade. <laughs> yeah. And we keep, it's so funny. We look at goals and objectives like, no, I have to accomplish, accomplish. So you don't pay attention to that stuff because you're too busy focused out there. Right. And the thing is, oh, I just shook my whole table. Um, the mm-hmm. thing is about that, 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 yeah, you can be really goal oriented, but the only reason you have a goal is an excuse to go on a co-creative journey. That's the only reason you can, you can actually have the most fulfilling journey with the most amazing people, blah, 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 all this stuff that I said earlier. Right. And I'm not sure Jen, if I totally answer your question, because one of the things about being willing to, you were born as a piece of the puzzle of heaven on earth. You have a movie, you have several possibilities for plots for your movie. They would all be greatest expressions of all of the things that you are. And your movie is going to cross into other people's movies. Like your plots are going to cross and it's going to be really fun. Unless what you do is see how awesome that person's life is and try to do your life that way. Yeah. Because what you've done is you've just taken yourself out of your movie. Yeah. And I think it's, it's good to use people for inspiration and be Mm -hmm. like, I love how they're doing that, but then come back to you and go, how would I choose that? Right. Exactly. What's, what's my groove. I mean, really it's about, I mean, I suppose everything we're talking about is getting your groove, like finding your (laughs) groove. It's, and it's not just your groove. Well, well, yeah, it's the universal like call groove. Yeah. Yeah, totally. We do something so been trained, especially in the world of personal development, we get, we, we start being very self-focused on what's my purpose. Why am I here as a way to, gosh, I can do something I love that would make me happy. That would make me enough money. And then I could survive really, really, really well. However, in the world of thriving, it's more about what do I get to do and what, how do I I, play with? What do I get to play with? Who do I get to play with? How can I be dreamt by all of consciousness? Literally, how can all of consciousness live me? Like I'm a piece of the puzzle of how I am an expression of creation in human form. How can I experience that fully and then play with a bunch of other playmates that also want to experience that fully. I mean, how fun would that be? Are you kidding me? And then what happens is your creations become creations that activate the rest of humanity to the same possibility. And here's the end result. of it. This is the whole reason why I even do the work that I do. Here's the end result of every, like, imagine that nobody belonged, therefore everybody belonged. So nobody belonged Nobody tried to not be themselves. So nobody belonged. Therefore, everyone belonged to the entire universe. 
So the problem is we're all trying to belong to civilization. What I'm saying is, no, that's not where we were born from. Our family is the entire universe. So imagine if, if we knew, if we embodied, if we could sense that there's an overflow available. Imagine what would happen to war. Why would you need to fight someone else when you knew that you were you had access to the resources of the universe and you're that fa- who would you have to fight? Who would you have to steal from? Who would you have to, you know, argue with? Who would you So what would happen is what happens is people understand how to thrive is that your interest in polarizing with others becomes quite dulled. You're not that interested. You're interested in finding, you might have contrast, but the contrast only makes you more interested in, hmm, if physics instantly delivers solutions, gosh, you get more interested in the solution that got birthed than you are in arguing the semantics of the thing that you're arguing about. So the entire world changes. So does the little voice inside your head, because you're not even interested in arguing with it. Right. So yeah. Yeah. Well, I think so, we don't ask enough questions. Sorry, Jonda, I, just in general, right? Like, you know, uh, one of the things that Steve Jobs did was ask about, you know, like, this is a problem, like, you know, with the iPod and things like that, like, this is a problem. Like, I don't like these cords. Let's make them wireless. Yeah. These, you know, what are the, what's the next innovation to this? And I think people just don't even ask those questions. That's in survival. You would never ask questions in survival because Uh it's it's like, it's like you don't want to go into the land of the unfamiliar, but Uh by thriving, you're actually living curious on the adventure. Would it be an adventure if it was familiar all the time? No, it wouldn't be an adventure at all because you know it all already. I love that. Right. So curious on the adventure. It's like living (laughs) like a cosmic three-year-old, right? I know Jonda, you wanted to jump in there. She's a three-year-old. Let's <laughs> jump in. <laughs> Speaking of three-year-olds, um, you have a playgroup. <laughs> yeah. And I wanted to chat about your agents of awakening. Yes. Um, so I'd love to hear more about that and how you play with people. Well, in the agent agents of awakening is kind of, I'm at that place where the culmination of us first teaching get out of your own way, which is really get out of the universe's way. And then helping people with that. And that was birthed from a cosmic place then led me to believe, but okay, now you're out of the universe's way, but how do you dance with the universe? Like, how do you actually thrive with the universe? What is the language? What is the way of being? How do we be who we are on this planet? It's a whole other paradigm. And I thought, I don't want to teach this to people only in our most advanced program, because not everybody can afford our most advanced program. It's like after everything that's happened in the last little while Mm -hmm. on this planet, that sort of like evened the score of everything, we're all on the same plane. We've had time to kind of sit back and I had time to sit back. Never mind, we've had. I, I had time to sit back and go, what really would be the greatest thing that I could do that would be most fulfilling? Well, that would be to help people, the very people we've been talking about on this show, 
to actually come into the land of living in overflow so that they could give from their overflow and that they felt so fulfilled on this adventure and that whatever it is that's dreaming them gets to express fully and builds the bridge that they want to build, whatever it is, how small you think it is or how big you think it is, that we could all live in fluidity and actually find that co-creative flow together as an operating system. Mm-hmm. And uh, those, those I knew because I've been hearing it in our programs, they're like, oh my God, I wanna hang out with these people all the time. Like, I feel like I've found home tree. And so we created home tree where a home tree, an environment, a community, a tribe, whereby people can go through all of the different programs that we teach um, uh, through the system for being able to live in overflow um, and be able to build the bridges that your heart calls you to with effortless ease and flow without being taken out by society and transcending doubt. So, so that community just self feeds itself. And, um, of course, all the programs are like, uh, those people, we provide the programs at a rate that's like substantially different than what we sell it to the rest of the world. So that's what agents of awakening is. It's like those badass love beam bridge building, you know, love that term love warriors. Love yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. So that's what agents of awakening is. It's, it's like for the people that feel like, you know, it's time. So it's a community and then they get a bunch of your teachings too. It's a community where we stay connected and we activate each other. And then what happens is they get to take every evolution of get out of your own way, which is the first step of, which is get out of the universe's way. So you find out all the way that you're sabotaging yourself that you didn't even know. And then you free yourself of that. Then you go to um, the next one, which is beautiful thriving operating system levels one and two and thriving operating system levels one and two. The first one is about what the thriving operating system is, like who we really are, what our multidimensional DNA is, what we're capable of and why we're underplaying and starting to act, open the doorways to our superpowers. And then the thriving operating system level two is the thing we talked about earlier, which is what excites me to pieces, I swear to God, which is um, embodying uh-huh. the skill sets of living in overflow. We just did the retreat. So I'm like, at the end of it, there's a retreat and we do these. Okay. Can I share just a little thing that we do? I have to tell you guys, okay, we invented a thing. Okay. We totally brought this through. We created a multi-sensory experience whereby you immerse in the feeling of your superpowers in a surround way of sound and uh, even down to smell because oh, cool. it's a straight, it's the fastest way to the brain. And it's called a, it's called a multidimensional activation. And it is, we wanted to figure out what's the fastest way to help people embody these codes. And so we got the, we just, we did stuff on fractals. We did, it was, it was amazeballs. So um, that's one of the things that is available in thriving operating system one and two, and then in flight school, we do it all day long. So, so, um, so it's so that it's so that 
survival is no longer your default and miracles becoming normals is your default. Now you can overflow that onto your family, onto your team, onto your, just your way of being will catch on with them and you will call everyone around you up. They won't be able to put up with surviving. They'll wonder what you did. So <laughs> good, right. Yeah, it, it, it's sort of interesting because in my world, you know, I've got my son who's like, you know, little gym rat and keeps yeah. moving, right. Yeah. And then I've got my husband who doesn't move like, but a couple chairs all day. He works yeah. in the same chair and then he games in another chair. And it's just like, oh, dude, move, you know, <laughs> um, it's, and I would love to embody something to shift all of yeah. that and more for my clients too. Right. Yeah. Well, the cool thing is there are usually is a lot of coaches and, and team leaders and executives and a lot of, um, a lot of intuitives and a lot of people like you. Um, it's just people that know that something else is possible. What happens is with kids, with our kids is another favorite of my topics. They already are so close to living this way that when you start living this way, the most beautiful thing happens. You become the embodiment of the permission for them to keep going for them to fully. And as an adult, most kids don't have an example of an unconditionally lived life. But yeah. as you start to change the way they blossom, it's like the greatest gift we can give our children. So, um, such a huge gift. So yeah. Thanks for mentioning that actually. So if now is the time for you to join a community like this, the link will be in the show notes. Yay. Yeah. And I welcome yeah. you with open arms. Yippee Yahoo. Exciting. Oh gosh. It, this makes me feel like, gosh, I've got like much more to live. <laughs> right? Like, what else can I do? So Mwah. I yeah. call it the diabolical plot for world peace. Love, <laughs> it. love it, love it, love it. One of the things Jenneth and I have been talking about is um, what's bigger than anything we've ever imagined possible before. You know, so that's, uh, that's just a, a, a conversation that we're always having. Um, what else is possible? How fun. Well, yeah. well, hopefully we'll see you in the community too. Oh gosh, that would be, Sounds if you're like asking fun. that question, that's like yummy. <laughs> uh, yeah, we've got a lot of yummy questions we've been asking, asking for like, yeah. and grow. I, why am I not surprised? <laughs> <laughs> well, Jennifer, thank you so much. Um, this was an amazing interview. It was. Oh, thank you so much for joining us today. Oh, well, thank you for having me. And thank you for being who you are in the world that, you know, I suspect you cause a lot of that. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, thanks. And thanks to all of your audience members, too, for for being yeah. the light warriors that they are. Yeah, thanks. And we hope to have you back again soon. I anytime <laughs> invite me. I love it.